This is Lynn from Pickleball Fire. Today I'm talking with Kevin Huckle from Tyrol Pickleball. Kevin worked with professional pickleball players Chad Edwards and Simone Dardine to develop the first shoes specifically designed for pickleball players. In the episode, he talks about the difference between a pickleball and tennis shoe and the challenge in creating a shoe sole that would hold up on certain outdoor surfaces. So, let's get to the intro. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Okay, I'd like to welcome to the show today, Kevin Huckle from Tyrol Pickleball. Hi, Lynn. It's a pleasure to join you. Yeah, thanks for joining today and being on the podcast. I always like to start a little bit with somebody's history in terms of how they were introduced to pickleball. So tell me your story. Well, we have a winter residence in Naples, Florida, and some like to refer to it as the capital of pickleball at East Naples Park, the home of the U.S. Open. And my wife, who has always played a lot of court sports, was introduced to pickleball and got hooked on it right away. I was a little slow to come around, to be honest, and uh, I'm not near the player she is uh, as a result. But we went to the park and she started to really enjoy the play and she's gotten to be quite good. And she's you know playing at a four and 4.5 level in tournaments now. So she's she's really grasped the game. She was really the one that was was interested most in it and We've since introduced it to so many friends. It's just such a great social sport. It's great to be involved with it. And how long ago did you start playing and what level are you now? I would say I'm a probably a 3.5. I've been playing with a lot of 4.0 players this past summer. We've, we had a bubble group that we could play in in Huntsville. And thankfully, uh, I had some real good instruction from a couple of real good players in that group, uh, Jim and Lorna Poplowski and uh, a number of people actually that played up in Huntsville. And, and it was, they've got my game elevated a little bit. I've really only started to play, to be honest with you, in the last year, any, you know, any level of other than just going out hammering the ball around. And you own Tyrol Pickleball where you produce pickleball shoes. Is that right? That's correct. And how long ago did that start and why did you start the company? Well, when Sharon started to play, and this was in uh, 2018, I guess, late 2000, she was playing it. She started in 2017, but around 2018, I was starting to go to a number of her tournaments and I was watching people play and, and I was, to be honest, quite amazed that there was so many people playing in footwear that really wasn't correctly, kinetically sound to play the sport. And I witnessed uh, some people turning ankles and people slipping and falling and whatnot. And I had a history and and I had just retired uh, in 2017 from a very long uh, footwear career and uh, was getting rather bored. I said to my wife, I said, I think, you know, I think I can build a better shoe. And uh, no one was seemed to really pay much attention to pickleball. It was more of a niche sport. And the big guys were making tennis shoes and there was lots of people playing in running shoes. And I just thought, you know, we could, we could do something specific to the sport. And that's how uh, we really produced the first true pickleball shoe. And what we did, Lynn, was we looked at the, uh, again, the kinetics of the sport, the different movements, you know, the side to side, uh, you know, the, the jamming of the toe at the pickleball line and, uh, backpedaling to hit lobs and the twisting and turning and really wanted to build a shoe that had the, a proper playing platform. And that's really where our focus was when we designed the Tyrol pickleball shoes. 
That's interesting because I had a racquetball background and there weren't many racquetball shoes either. And when I came to pickleball, I had a hard time even finding a shoe that was light enough to play in because I was mostly indoors. So I didn't need a heavy sole, like maybe a tennis shoe. Mm -hmm. I ended up with cross trainers. So I was very um, glad to hear that you were producing pickleball shoes because honestly, I just ran across you a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple of things that we did when we designed our shoes. We uh, we really focused on the toe area as well, because when I was doing my research, I worked very closely with uh, Chad Edwards and Simone Jardim in, in Naples, and they were a tremendous help uh, in getting us launched and getting us uh, really good uh, feedback when we were testing different models and different materials and whatnot. And we went through a lot of shoes, uh, testing shoes, and, and I went through a lot of shoes by buying all of uh, our very good competitors' shoes and, you know, other like meaning tennis shoes mainly and uh, looking at the configuration of their lasts and did the me- internal last measurements for fit characteristics and whatnot. And uh, really came, you know, just just thought that we would really focus on that um, uh, that fit performance and stability feature in our shoe. Um, we, we had a few hiccups along the way. Um, our first shoes that we came out with, uh, while, whilst people really liked the fit and the comfort and the support they were getting, uh, we found that the rubber outsoles, when used on the silica grit type surfaces in outdoor courts, mainly in Florida, South, Southern California, Texas, Arizona, where, they're, where they also get very hot, uh, the, the shoes did not stand up well. And uh, while the pros really liked them, uh, they, uh, they thought they were great because they gave them extra traction, just like a, a slick does on a dragster. You know, the, the rubber was really great traction wise, but endurance wise, it didn't hold up to the, to the degree that we wanted it to. Um, as a result, we've had to, uh, we had to come up with another shoe and we went to our friends at Vibram and uh, created a, a harder gerometer rubber and changed the outsole pattern for outdoor silica grit surfaces. And since we've launched that shoe, uh, quite frankly, I can't keep it in stock. I mean, it's been, it's been fantastic. Uh, the endurance and the, like Chad would go through shoes every, you know, t- every three weeks, basically, maybe a month if, if uh, it was, if we were lucky. But these new shoes, he's getting three and four months wear and, and still the, the the upper of the shoes worn out before the outsole is. So we fixed that and uh, we've made great progress since then. And what's the name of the new model? It's anything that we have uh, with uh, two models, the Pro Striker V series and the Drive V series. And anything that's got the V, well, we also have a Volley V as well in, in men's. Uh, anything that is, has a V don't, uh, in, in the style number uh, is a Vibram outsole. And that's, uh, that's how you tell the difference between our indoor and outdoor. Actually, if you looked at the shoes, you'd see the difference too because they're different tread patterns. And uh, fortunately, our, our first shoes have performed extremely well on concrete, tile, uh, any, con- you know, any smooth surface. Anything that doesn't have the grit in it the uh, the original rubber shoe has performed extremely well, so uh, we've so we actually ended up with creating two lines of shoes: an indoor series and an outdoor series, which I must say wasn't on our game plan, but it evolved that way. And so, the difference between those two is it mostly in the material in the sole? 
Just the sole, yes. I mean, it, it, the uppers are, are, are very similar. They're all made on the same last. So our fit is, is truly uh, proprietary to Tyrol because we've created our own last because of the, um, we wanted to ensure that we did have that wide toe box fit and high toe uh, coverage, uh, which, you know, is not really there in a lot of tennis shoes. Um, and we really wanted to make sure that our fit was true characteristic of our brand. And uh, so the only difference is the outsole and both uh, the outsole, the midsoles and uh, TPU shank area um, are all the same. Uh, the only thing that we've changed basically is the outsole pattern on the rubber uh, outsole and the durometer of the rubber. Uh, the Vibram uh, shoe has got a different tread design. It's more of a herringbone tread design with uh, Vibram uh, exabrade compound, which makes it very, very hard wearing. And then the uh, indoor shoe has a wave sole tread design, and that's a much softer rubber, which grips extremely well on concrete, tile, parquet floors, that type of thing. I think that's great to have the two different types of shoes. I originally was just playing indoor, and then I went to Southern California last year. January and was playing a ton of outdoor and it's, I had to go out and buy a new pair of shoes. There was just no way my indoor shoes were going to cover it. Now, granted that was not the Tyrol shoe, but I am looking forward to trying yours in the future. Well, we'll have to make sure you get a pair. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so go ahead and talk a little bit more about the differences between a tennis shoe and a pickleball shoe, because I think so many pickleball players come from tennis and so they might just grab what's in their closet and try and use that. Well, first of all, and I don't diss anybody else's product. Um, I've been in the footwear industry for over 40 years, and I know what it takes to, uh, to build a shoe. And there's some, uh, the big boys out there, Nike, Adidas, New Balance, uh, Asics. I mean, they all know how to build shoes. So I'm not, I'm not one to uh, critique their shoes. The big difference, though, that we observed and we proved basically when we were doing our internal last measurements was that the tennis shoe typically has a more shallow toe box. And when I mean shallow, I mean depth wise. So the, the height of the actual toe internal measurements on a, on a lot of the tennis shoe brands are very, uh, very minimal in compared, compared to what we've done. Um, and one of the big things that was mentioned to me and, and, you know, I did a lot of research with a lot of people around East Naples park and then up in Canada as well. We had a lot of people testing various products and the one comment that I got and the, the photographs that I had sent to me by people saying, hey, I've got black toenails, I've got sore toes, I've got hammer toes, I've got bunions, I've got, you know, all these uh, not so nice uh, things that we have to endure as we get older. Uh, people were, I got some pretty, I looked at some pretty gnarly feet, I guess is what the what I'm saying. And uh, we just felt that if, if we could build something that had um, the, a, a proper toe height and uh, width uh, in the, in the uh, ball and, and toe area of the shoe, we could help a lot of people. And the other thing that we really wanted to focus on was, you know, we paid a lot of attention in getting the right midsole compound so that we could give people longer play on the court. Um, the one thing that I've certainly seen with pickleball players is they're enthusiastic about uh, playing. A lot of them are playing, you know, two, three, four hours a day. And we wanted to make sure that we get, we created a, a proper density in our midsole that would give them as much playing comfort as we could. 
And we, uh, we in, <laughs> tried out all kinds of different compounds, different materials, different durometer uh, tests in, in hardness. And, um, you know, again, Chad was, was tremendously helpful because he's a big man and he was spending, you know, six, eight hours on the court uh, giving instruction every day. And he could tell me, he, you know, we'd change up the midsoles and some of the test shoes and I'd send them to him and he'd say, hey, I don't know what you did about with those shoes, but they're killing my, my hips are killing me. My knees are sore. And of course, what we did is we, we tried, we tested some harder compounds. And so he could point it out right away. So we've got what we feel is a proprietary mix that, of compound density in the midsole that works extremely well for pickleball players. And one comment that we get back from so many people is, you know, your fit and performance and comfort has added hours of play to my tennis or to my uh, pickleball life. And got uh, got a lot of a lot of nice comments from people on the on the results of what we built. That's great to hear. And so it sounds like the shoe is perfect for somebody who spends a lot of time on the court for the people who are beginners or just starting out playing infrequently. Does it make sense to purchase your shoe, too? Well, uh, you know, I, I mean, it, if they want comfort, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, our shoe is a very comfortable product. And, you know, it doesn't matter what level of play you're playing at. I mean, it's a it, pickleball. That's the one thing that, that I really like about pickleball is that it's such a nice social activity that and people can pick it up and play very quickly, you know, and it's a game that, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I know a, a four or five or five O player playing against a three O player isn't, uh, isn't a very good test of their, uh, their skill set, but you know, it, it is a social game and people are playing it and uh, it's great to have a recreational activity that, um, you know, that gives you some, get your steps in every day and, and gives you a good healthy lifestyle. And, uh, for those people, you know, whether you're a beginner or a pro, one of the things that we didn't want to scrimp on was our playing platform. So we've put the same midsole in the shoes um, and different, the, the outsoles are different, as I had mentioned earlier, but the, the comfort component is is uh, the same throughout our line. So whether you're a beginner or a, or a pro player, um, comfort's very essential to you getting as much time on the court, court as you can. So we put a lot of time and effort into making sure that our components were correct. Can you talk a little bit about any future plans you might have for your shoe line? Um, we, I'll tell you right now has been such a struggle for us. It's been very, very frustrating. I mean, we're not a big brand. Um, you know, I've managed big brands in my footwear career and, and I know the clout that big companies can have in, in, uh, factories and whatnot. And it's significantly more than what we have, unfortunately. But, uh, so one of the, one of the frustrations that I've had is from, Basically, from uh, the onset of COVID in, in March, uh, we have just had a, a horrendous time getting replenishment of our shoes from our factories. And most of that is, is because the material factories have had so infrequent work schedules because so many parts were closed down for such periods of time. And uh, trying to get caught up in production schedules and material supply has been a real nightmare for us. So... Um, it's been very frustrating. Um, I, I do have more shoes. We're actually flying some shoes in, which is a very expensive proposition, but we feel we need to do that. So we are flying some shoes into the U.S. and, and Canada in uh, November. And then we have uh, another sea shipment coming in in, in uh, December and onward. So we're finally starting to get over that hump. 
So what had some of the new development that we were working on um, had to be delayed somewhat because of uh, the current situation. Uh, but we do have a, an assortment of new products. I don't want to say too much about them because uh, they're, um, uh, you know, I like to I like to kind of surprise the marketplace as to what we're doing. But uh, in we're looking at some new closure systems uh, that uh, will will be very uh, very cool for a lot of players. That being a, a boa type uh, closure structure, which you don't have laces, you just uh, you have a dial, and it equally. Uh, distributes the closure across the the uh, top of your foot, which um, a lot of people really like. It's been very it's been used very well in the hiking industry and in the uh, some military applications and and uh, certainly in the golf business. It's been a big hit. So we're we're going to introduce a, a couple models of that, and we have some new knitted uppers which are really nice, which will be very very breathable and uh, still offer a, a tremendous amount of support uh, in the shoe but also eliminating the uh, internal stitch lines around the ball, the outside of the, the pinky toe and the big toe, the ball area of your foot and the, uh, where a lot of people suffer from bunions. We've, we've created a couple of models that uh, have no internal stitch lines. So it's um, be a lot more comfortable uh, for anybody that's got any kind of foot uh, issues around the bunions and, and uh, width area. Well, that's great to hear. And it's good that you're going to have some shoes in stock, it sounds like, for the holiday buying season. The situation is I've got um, I've got lots of shoes. Anybody that's playing indoors, I have lots of shoes. <laughs> the problem being is, you know, I've been uh, now uh, the U.S. market is, you know, really moving outdoors. So, uh, you know, we our outdoor shoes, we need to deliver the Vibram shoes into those hot markets, especially, you know, Florida. Uh, Arizona, California, Texas, you know, is there the heat that the that people are playing on? Uh, we need to make sure that we've got the Vibram outsole. And that's the shoe that I've been having a hard time keeping in stock. Our indoor shoes, we're in a good position for anybody playing indoor sports in the, in the you know, the north of the United States or, you know, all the Canadians are, are moving indoors now. So I've got inventory to satisfy any of those people. But uh, it's just been the outdoor series that have been a little challenging for us to get replenishment on. Yeah, with COVID hitting, it'll be a lot more difficult, I think, for the Canadians to get back down to Florida. So there might be a lot of indoor play up there this year. Exactly, exactly. And and we do have we have a number of our, our you know accounts that are, are ordering now for the indoor season and, and our fill rate on those has been very good. So where can somebody purchase your shoes if they'd like to try them out? Well, you know, we, you know, we do have, uh, there are a number of retailers that can, you know, court shops that are carrying the shoes um, in, in Florida. There's a couple, there's, uh, you know, I, I can't name all of them. If they go onto our website though, uh, our website is tyrollpickleball.com. And uh, there is a, you know, we don't have real wide uh, retail distribution. Most of our business is done online um, and, you know, I read an interesting interesting statistic the other day that um, over 50% of footwear purchased in the United States by 2022 will be done online. So that's um, that's an interesting uh, move move because when we first started, uh, it was where can I try your shoes on, uh, which is um, always nice. In fact, I don't like buying shoes online personally, but once I find my size in a brand, I'm very comfortable in, in reordering. So I think that's what, what happens. But 
Our shoes tend to fit half a size small, so um, or big rather. So half a, so meaning <laughs> it's kind of hard to uh, describe that. You have to go down half a size. So if you normally wear a size 11 men's, you would order a 10 and a half in our shoes. So generally you go down half a size for our products because of the, the width and toe height, um, it does give more room in the shoe. So a lot of people are accustomed to buying shoes that are too small for them, to be honest. And uh, so that's a that's a bit of a, an alteration in our in our purchase habit for our shoes. So you'd, you'd go down half a size. But there are different retail. Uh, there we, we do have a number of, of retailers carrying our shoes now, court shops and whatnot. So you'd have to check in your area. It's a, you've got a vast audience. So it's it, it would be take me a while to name all the accounts that are carrying them. Well, great, Kevin. I really appreciate all the information today. Really very interesting on the shoes and where you are and kind of your future plans. So I appreciate you you being on the podcast today. Well, it's been great. It's been nice talking with you. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.